0: Welcome everybody to Riverway Church, we're so glad that you are here as we continue our parenthood series. Uh, We're actually in week three of our series and uh, hopefully step by step you're gaining some more sanity and taking some next practical steps uh, with you and your kids and uh, we'll get some of these lights figured out here eventually, Uh, it'll be good. Uh, The very first week of this series we talked about the importance of turning three relational dials in your kids' lives. Knowing this, knowing that we can't control the choices they make as much as we'd like to, knowing that we can't control what they experience in life as much as we would like to be able to do that, but that we can greatly influence the amount of relationship they have with us, the amount of relationship they have with God, and the amount of relationship they have with other people outside the home. And uh, last week we talked about turning up that relationship dial between you and your kids. And I would encourage you, if you weren't here last week, get online to riverwaychurch.com, go under Sunday Services and listen to last week's because it might be one of the most important relationship, uh, talks that you'll ever hear regarding relationships with your kids. And this week we want to talk about their secret to success. We want to talk about how as parents we can turn up the dial of our kids' lives in terms of their relationship with God. And right inside of your bulletin should be some message notes if you want to go ahead and grab those out and grab your pen, and I've got some fill-in the- blanks for you, and then you can take that with you. Now when we think of this idea of turning up their relationship dial with God, I mean that can be a tough one, right? For many of us, we're not even exactly sure where to start. Uh, but I do have an honest question: How many of you have ever lost one of your kids somewhere? How many of you have ever lost I mean, I know this is not something you'd want to admit, but right? How many of you have ever lost one of your kids, right? Well, I mean, there have been maybe one or two times that uh, Tara and I have momentarily misplaced our children, uh, like while shopping or you know at a store or something like that. And there is nothing like the panic you feel when you realize that you don't know where your kids are. Is there? I mean, there. I mean, initially it just starts with a quick glance, and then all of a sudden. You glance some more and glance harder and harder, and pretty soon your you know, blood rate is shooting up and your heart's beating faster and faster because you're looking for your kids. Now, I can't imagine not being able to find them at all, but what if, it, what if my kid was lost and I just said to myself, you know what, I am not an expert when it comes to finding children, and so I'm just going to sit back, call the authorities, and I'm going to let someone who knows what they're doing really start looking for my kid, right? I mean, that would not be a smart move, would it? Or if I said, you know what, this is a good lesson for him. He just needs to figure out how to get home on his own. You know, I mean, this would be good. Or if you said to yourself, you know what, she is such a resourceful kid and she's such a free spirit, I just think that this is going to be a good opportunity for her to find her own way home. I mean, not one of us parents would think of that. Why? Because we're responsible for them. And you would do anything that you could to protect them and watch over them, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's with that same kind of passion that I want you to this morning to think about turning the spiritual dial in your kid's life way up because it's that important. It's that important. Why? Your very first filling, Because Jesus describes us as lost without him. And we have to do all that we can as parents to make sure that doesn't happen in the life of our child. Jesus describes us as lost And as much as good intentions as we have and as much as good thinking we have, one day our kids will have to decide what they're gonna do with Jesus Christ in that relationship. And we wanna do all that we can to make sure they aren't lost, to make sure they never spend eternity apart from God, which means us as parents have to be intentional to adjust the dial of their life in relationship with him. Now there's some parents uh, that think that relationship with God is just a bad idea. Right? They're like, man, I do not want to expose my kids to church, religion, God, anything. And, and I doubt there's too many of those here this morning because those type probably don't go to church. Um, but then there's others that think, you know what, it's a good idea, but uh, let's not take it overboard, right? Somewhere between uh, art classes and dance lessons, we can kind of fit God in there somewhere. And we become very lazadaisical in that response. But then there are parents who really believe that Christ should be the priority in their kid's life why because it's the most important thing in our lives there's nothing greater than a personal relationship with God the one who formed us and who knows us better than anybody knows us on earth and the reality is this and it's your next fill-in: that there is no one with more potential to influence their relationship with God than us parents there's no one with more potential to influence their relationship with God than us parents. No one. Not even the church. Not even the church. And I know some of you think, oh, what do you mean? I thought you're supposed to be the greatest influence. And, and I realize how that can get confusing sometimes because of how we operate as a culture, that if we want our kids to learn dance, we take them to the dance lessons, right? Right? And if we want them to learn how to play the trumpet, we take them to trumpet lessons. And if we want them to learn karate, we take them to karate lessons. And if we want them to grow intellectually, we take them to school. If we want them to grow spiritually, our tendency is if we just bring them to church for an hour a week on the weekends and they learn about God, they're going to be set. That their dial, there's no way that their dial couldn't be on max. I mean, if we just do that. But the truth is, is that the church is not it. Your next villain, the church is not the most important spiritual influence in their life. The parent is. The church is not the most important spiritual influence in their life. And it's simply because of the amount of time that each one of us have with our kids. If you were like, you know, leading your family, and you were Jesus Jr., and you never missed a church service, right? I mean, you were here every single week. You came home early from vacations. You didn't let sickness stop you. You let nothing stop you in life. And you came to all 52 weeks a year. Can I tell you that this would be the representation, 52 M&Ms, of the time and influence that they would have with God? This is the church's influence, Now we know that there's over 8,700 hours in a year. And if you took away all the school activity time, if you took away all the sleeping time, if you took away their friend time, you as parents and me as a parent would still have over 3,000 hours of discretionary time with our kids, which would be more represented like this. This is the amount of influence that you have regarding time with your kids, and this is the amount of influence that the church has. An hour a week versus 3,000 hours with you and your kids. So, how would it be possible for the church to be the greatest influence when it comes to spiritual things in your kids' life? The answer is it simply can't. It simply can't. Parents, we are uniquely positioned for long term spiritual influence in our kids' lives. We are it. Because when kids are born, who's there? The parents are, right? When kids start elementary school, who dropped them off through tears, right? We are. When they start junior high and high school, who's there? Their parents. When they decide to go to college, who's going to drive them there? Their parents. When they decide to get married, who's giving them away? Their parents. When they get married, who pays for the honeymoon? Not the parents, right? Not the parents. But in every single aspect of their life, in every season, we are there. We are positioned for the greatest spiritual influence in our children's lives. And that's why early on is when this will be formed in their life, in their mind, and in their heart. They will use their relationship with you to see God. Let me say that again. They will use their relationship with you to see God. That's huge. What a responsibility that we have as parents and the truth is is that you will be a spiritual influence one way or the other. You can be the greatest picture of God that your kids have ever seen. And I really think that there are three questions to ask this morning that will help us turn up the spiritual dial in our kids' lives. Three questions that are going to help us turn this dial this morning. And the first one is this and it's right in your notes. What do I want them to become? I mean, if we took a real honest moment and we took a Zach Morris timeout and we just kind of paused everything and we thought for a moment, what do we want our kids to become? Would you have their end in mind? Would you be able to just step outside the chaos of the second and third grade year or the eight and nine-year-old years or the teenage years? Would you be able to just step out of that for a moment and think, what do I want my kids to become when they're 20 and when they're 30 and when they're 50 what do I want it to look like? And what do I want the relationship with God to look like? When I think of my kids' lives and how I want them to end, I often think of this verse, which is one of my favorite verses of all time, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which simply says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths. What's that word? straight. In all your ways acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. And I don't know about you but I would love if this verse could be said of my kids when they grow up and live their lives. Because I want them to trust in the Lord with all of their heart because this is what will bring them hope in a very uncertain world. This is the one thing that will give them a foundation to put their life on When everything else around them crumbles, trust in the Lord with all your heart. You see, when Christ has our heart and he's the center, it allows us to navigate life with his wisdom as opposed to leaning on our own understanding. Isn't that a novel thought? That maybe we should ask the question... God, what do you want me to do and where do you want me to lead my kids and where do you want me to lead my life as opposed to leaning on culture or leaning on what my friends say or leaning on what my own understanding even tells me? Is there a better way? I mean, in an honest moment, wouldn't you agree that life for you could have probably been a lot smoother if Christ had been the center of your heart since you were a kid? If you trusted him with everything you had? And if every decision in every single way you acknowledged him and invited him in the process, the Bible says that he will make the path straight then, if we'll do that. And that's my prayer for our kids, that we would be able to grab a hold of the spiritual dial in their life and crank it up in their relationship with God so that they'll trust him with all their heart and they'll lean not on their own understanding. They'll lean his way, acknowledge him in all his ways so that when it's on up here in this range that God would take the very path of their whole life and make it straight, and make it straight. So the first question, what do I want them to become? The second great question for us as parents to ask is where are they right now? Where are they right now? And I don't know about you, but I'm not always very good at asking this question. You know why? Because life moves fast, doesn't it? We are busy and our kids are involved and we have lots of stresses and things to think about and worry about. But can I tell you, as parents, it's so healthy for you to stop once in a while and say, if I were to ask, where's the dial of my kid's life when it comes to their relationship with God, where would it be? Where's my five-year-old at? Where's my 10-year-old at? Where's my 16-year-old at? Where's my 25-year-old at? No matter what stage of life your kids are at, you can ask this question. And By asking, it helps it for self-examination to invite God into the mix. Are they trusting in him? Are they believing in him? Is there full, on, how, how much are they understanding of him and his word? And question three, how can I help them take the next step? How can I, as a parent, help them take the next step? And this is where we want to land today, and this is where we want to help every single parent here take those next steps with your kids, no matter what stage of life they're in. And maybe you're here today and just real honestly say, Ryan, I don't even know where to begin on how to turn up the dial of my kid's spiritual life. Because maybe there was no one ever in your life that turned up the God dial to help you focus in on your relationship with him. But I want to leave every single one of us with one goal today, and I'm going to give it to you right now. And if you don't hear anything else, I hope that you hear this right here. Because when it comes to this thing right here and turning up their relationship with God, this is our goal. That my priority as a parent is to gradually transfer my child's dependency, dependence away from me until their dependence rests solely on God. My priority as a parent is to gradually transfer my child's dependence away from me until their dependence rests solely on God. Now, how many of you have little kids? Little kids, elementary age or below. How many of you have little kids, right? Okay, you understand that at this stage in the ball game, they kind of lean on us for everything, don't they? Their dependence level on us is high, And over time, our goal has to be to help them transfer that dependence where it will no longer be dependent on us, but instead they would depend on the one, Jesus Christ, the only one who will ever be completely faithful and true to them in every single way. Because it's true that even as parents, we can let our kids down, can't we? We can disappoint them at times, can't we? And how important it is that we transfer that dependency from us to him. Well, if you have your Bible today, you can turn to Deuteronomy chapter six. And in chapter five, it kind of gives us the story of Moses. Maybe you've heard of Moses. He's the one that God gave the 10 commandments to. And he was the one that delivered the Israelites out of Egypt. And for 40 years and they were in the desert in Deuteronomy chapter five, God has given the 10 commandments, right? The big 10, the thou shalt nots, the big 10 to Moses, that he would challenge the people to live by. And it's in this moment that Moses actually gives one of the greatest teachings on parenthood that even exists in scripture. And we pick this up in Deuteronomy chapter six and verse one, it says this. Moses said, these are the the commands, decrees, and regulations that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you. You must obey them in the land you're about to enter and occupy, and you and your children And your grandchildren must fear the Lord your God as long as you live. If you obey all of his decrees and commands, you will enjoy a long life. I mean, think about this promise for a moment that God would even say to us, as for you and as for your kids and even for your grandkids, if you will hold tightly to God's word, And follow it with all of your heart. You and your kids and your grandkids will enjoy a long life. It's as we teach our children, as we turn up the God dial in their life, teach them to fear the Lord and to obey and listen to his commands. We train them to listen and depend not on us, but on the one who created everything. Your next villain, do you realize that as a parent, God has put within you the power to change generations and generations to come. God has placed within each one of us as parents the power to change generations and generations to come. I mean, think about this. Maybe you're a first-generation Christian. Maybe you were the first person in your family to surrender their life to Christ. Imagine what can happen after you and the legacy that you can leave as your kids follow God and their kids follow God and their kids follow God and imagine how straight the path would look and imagine how long and good the life would be because as parents, we put put a stake in the ground and said, as for me and my house and for our kids, we're gonna serve God no matter what anybody else says. So how do we do this? How do we transfer this dependence from us to God? How do we in real practical terms, turn up the dial in their life. Well, Moses continues in verse five, and it's so impactful. Check this out. He says, and you, speaking to us, speaking to the parents, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength, and you must commit yourselves, what's this next word? you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. 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 children. Why, because it's through repetition that they begin to understand and have knowledge of who God is. He goes on to say, talk about them when you're at home. Talk about them when you're on the road and when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as a reminder. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. He's given us this lesson that if we want to turn up the relational dial in our kids' life, when it comes to their relationship with God, we must impress them on our children. It means that we talk about God regularly in our home. It means that we talk about God regularly in the car when we're driving. It means that we talk about God regularly when choices come up and things that we have to decide about. When you lie down, when you get up, the Bible says actually tie this on your hand and put it on your forehead. And they actually had little little wood plates that they would tie along their head and in their and literally to place on their head so they'd never lose sight in each other or themselves, to tie it on their wrist so they'd never lose sight, the laws and the decrees that God had said, if you'll do these things and if you'll follow me wholeheartedly, all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength, if you'll do these things, you're gonna enjoy a, lo- a long life and your path is gonna be straight. This is the secret to our kids' success. We could grab all the self-help books. We could watch all the Dr. Phil episodes we want. But the truth is, is that nothing will bring our kids success in life any greater than if we can impress this on our kids and they can develop a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Nothing else in life will make their path straighter. Nothing else. So if we were to sum it up, what is Moses saying? It's your next filling To keep this love for God in front of you and your kids. Keep this love for God in front of you and in front of your kids. So how do you do that? How do you keep this love for God in front of you and in front of your kids? Well, I wanna give you some really, really practical ideas and some tips, some that we've used and others have used that I think really help us turn up the spiritual dial in our kids' lives. And let me just say this as a disclaimer, can I? That there is no such thing as a perfect parent. No such thing. And it's okay to learn with your kids as you go, right? You don't have to have all the answers. It's okay that as you're reading them a Bible story that you're learning along with them. It's okay to grow together. And I would encourage you to do that. But let me give you some really practical tips. And the first one is this. And they're right on your notes too so you can take them with you. The first one is to pray regularly. Pray regularly in your home. And this would encompass maybe your mealtime before you take a bite of food, you grab hands around the table and you thank God for the day and you pray for others, you thank God for providing us with this meal, understanding that every good thing comes from him and helping our kids to realize that and understand it, that not every good thing comes because dad or mom has a good job. The Bible says that every good thing comes from the Father. It means at bedtime. Oftentimes, I grab our kids and we just kneel around their bed. And we have them take turns. Can I tell you that there's nothing more powerful to their own spiritual growth than if you ask your own kids to pray for themselves? And you'll also not hear anything funnier than when your kids begin to pray for themselves right? The prayer requests they come up with, the things that come out of their mouth, I mean, it's a scream, right? It's hilarious sometimes, but then there's times that they're so honest, and and their faith is so pure in God that it just chokes you up as a parent to realize that they love God, and they believe that God can do anything. Grab your kids around their bed. In the chaos of the night and the chaos of them not brushing their teeth and getting ready and the chaos of the fighting and stuffed animals flying around the room and we get it, I get it. We live it every night, right? We're there with you. We feel your pain. But pray with your kids. Pray regularly. On your way to school, pray in the car. Pray over their day. When issues arise, stop and say, well, let's pray about this. When someone's sick, let's stop and let's pray about this. When we're facing a decision as a family or or they see mom and dad are facing a big decision or they're facing difficulty at school, let's stop, let's time out, let's just pray, let's ask God to come in the mix. I truly believe with all of my heart that this is oftentimes what makes our path straight is when we acknowledge him in all of our ways. And too many times we lean on our own understanding, we try to figure out the problem at work, or we try to figure out the problem at school, or we try to figure out the problem with their friends, when God is saying, would you just invite me in the mix and talk to me about it? And say, God, we need wisdom. Because they're facing this at school, or they're facing a difficult teacher, or a difficult friend, or a difficult situation. And God, we just want to ask for your help. As parents, pray for them. Pray for your kids. Don't underestimate the power that you have in praying over your kids. So pray regularly. The second thing is I would encourage you just to have regular devotions. Devotions means that we open up God's word and we read it and we try to learn something from it. But again, how Moses started this out, he said, as for you, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And I would encourage you as an individual, not only as a parent, But to say, God, every day I want to carve out some time with you. I want to get up 15 minutes earlier. I want to go to bed 15 minutes later. I want to take part of my lunch hour to read and and to really apply your word to my life. And I would encourage you to do this with your kids. Do it at bedtime. Do it at breakfast time. Do it at dinner time. On your family night. We talked last week about doing a family night. Maybe part of your family night is we're going to do devotions together. And I would encourage you, as your kids get older, let them lead the devotions Let them read God's word for themselves and let them tell the story of David and Goliath. Let them get up and act it out. Let them get up and be creative with it, right? Uh, This is the first year my boys are on the same uh, school schedule, and so we have to leave the house by 7.30 to get them to school on time, and so they know that by 7.10, 7.15, everybody's got to be dressed, ready to go at the breakfast table. And my wife and I talked several weeks ago about now that they're on the same schedule, it'd be great if we could just take that morning time to just, like, read a little devotion. And so my wife went to the bookstore, and she got this little devotional book that's, like, age-appropriate, like, for them, you know. Because, I mean, you really don't want to open up a devotional, and, you know, it's talking about David and Bathsheba or something like that, you know, and you got elementary school kids. And so it's good to get age-appropriate things. And so uh, we have this little short devotional, and it just starts out with a little story about Timmy. And Timmy was at school, and Timmy got hit with the ball in the face and he didn't know what to do, and he was mad, and the kid wouldn't say, sorry, what do you do? And it just talked about how because God's forgiven us, now Timmy can forgive them, and then it ends with two questions, and I give them each a question. Okay, Landon, it's your turn. Here's a question. If you were in a situation like Timmy, what would you do, right? And of course, my spiritual child, I'd punch him in the face, you <laughs> know, right, Okay, okay, but right, oh, I get it, but like, again, let's turn up the God dial here, right? Um, what, what, would, what should we do? We should forgive him. All right, Cooper. Here's your question. You know, why should we forgive people? Because God forgives us. All right, let's pray for our day. Right? Five minutes tops. We're done. But what are we doing? We're intentionally bringing them back to this and trying to turn up the dial in their life. Say it's important for us. We're going to pray over our day. Regular devotions. Put a memory verse on the wall or fridge every week. Sometimes I see pictures on Facebook of people doing this and I just think that's so great to put up a little verse on your fridge or write it on a chalkboard or put it up so your kids can regularly see God's word and say this is our verse of the week or our verse of the month and we really want to discuss it and understand it. Next I would say be at church every Sunday. Be at church every Sunday and join a small group every semester. Now we, get, we understand things come up. We understand that there's vacations to be had. We understand that there's sicknesses that arise, but could I just ask of you, and one of the greatest ways that you can turn up the dial in your kid's life is if they never see a lazy attitude in you when it comes to whether or not you should go to church. That as your kids get older, it's not a Saturday night question, well, should we go to church tomorrow, should we not? That as you get up Sunday morning, they're seeing you say, well, I don't know, you know, we're kind of tired, football's coming on soon, I don't know, what should we do? Make it a priority in your house that every every single Sunday possible, we are gonna get our family to church. You know why? Because all over this building right now, the God dial is being turned up in your kid's life. Right now, while you're in here all over in age-appropriate settings, the God dial is being turned up in their life. And it's important to get into a small group where they can build friendships with other families that are going in the same faith direction that you are. Have your teenagers in our weekly group. We have a weekly Wednesday night group just for teenagers. I would encourage you, it starts next week. Encourage them, get in that group. And let me just talk to the men for a second. Can I just hone in all the guys for just 10 seconds, 15 seconds right here? I want to share a stat with you that when I read this rocked my world. And it actually changed some of how we do ministry here at Riverway Church. And it's this, that when a woman puts her faith in Jesus Christ and starts going to church, her family follows her in that decision 17% of the time. When the man in the house decides that they're gonna surrender their life to Christ and start going to church, the family follows in that decision 93% of the time. 93% of the time. And can I just make a heartfelt plea to every guy and dad in this room? Do not forsake the influence that God has given you to lead your family spiritually and to turn up the dial in their life. Be involved in church, not just a chair warmer. Be involved. Say, this is important to us and our family. We're not just going to come in and slip in and slip out. We're not just going to show up once a month to punch our card and make sure everything's good with us and God. We're going to make it a priority in our family. We're going to give a chunk of our life to this because we believe it's that important. And I know sometimes, guys, sometimes we think that in order to be a guy that goes to church and loves God, it means you have to check your manhood at the door as you walk in. Can I tell you that nothing could be further from the truth, but instead it rather takes a heart and a man after God that would say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve God. As much as depends on me and as the leader and head of this home, I'm going to turn up the dial in my kid's life to make sure that their path is straight that one day they could say that they trust God with all their heart, their mind, their soul, and strength. That they acknowledge him in every way. So, men, I challenge you, be the leader that God's called you to be. Next, very practically, I would say, serve in a kid's room and grow together if you have little ones. This is so great. After you've gone through our 101 to 401 classes, you can serve in any area in our church. And I would encourage for those of you that have little kids, and you sign up in the kids' area, Don't think of it as just a time that you're you're kind of doing your duty and helping the nursery function. But look at it as a time that I get to grow with my kid in this setting. And this is gonna be a conversation starter tomorrow, Monday morning. This is gonna be a conversation starter later in the day or later in the week. I would say have your teens serve somewhere here at Riverway. We want every teenager to be involved in a biweekly or once a month basis to serve in a kid's room, help out on a Sunday morning, be involved in the local church. I would say, as you have little ones, ask about what they learned in church. Ask about what they learned. And get online and use the resources. If you didn't know this, that right on our website, riverwaychurch.com, and you go to kids and youth page, and right on there, you can read what your kids are learning this entire month. And you can get on there, and you'll see the scripture verse they used. You'll see the lesson that they used. And you can take that information and use it to talk with your kids and to stir up conversation in your home and then lastly, I would say ask the questions regularly. When you're faced with choices, what would Jesus want us to do? Say that question out loud. What would Jesus want us to do in this situation? Or what does the Bible say? And if we're not sure, let's open up the Bible. Let's get online. And let's figure out what the Bible says about this kind of situation. Or what do you think God thinks about that? What do you think God thinks about? about that, for these questions to become the filter for everything we experience in culture, to be the filter of the hard decisions in our life. And I'll close with this verse in Romans 12:1. and here's our challenge as parents. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday life. You're sleeping, you're eating, and going to work, and walking around life. And place it before God as an offering. God, that everything we would do, it all be for you. Because as parents, as we place our eating and going to work and sleeping and walking around kind of life before God, guess who's watching? Who's watching? Who's watching? Who's watching? Your kids are watching. This type of dial in their life and relationship cannot just be taught, it must be caught in your home. Your kids need to catch you praying. Your kids need to catch you reading the word. Your kids need to catch you praying together, husband, wife. Your kids need to catch you saying those, asking those kind of questions. What does God think about this? And when it's caught, your kids' dial will begin to turn up. This is the secret to their success this is it. Look no further. This is the secret to their success. If you want your kids to be successful in life, then as parents, we must intentionally turn up the dial in their life. And the question then is this as we close. What will we do with this God-given responsibility? What will we do to place it all before God like an offering? Maybe the truth is that every single one of us has to start as mom and dad for us and we ask these questions of ourselves. Go ahead and put up those three questions. Instead of just asking, what do I want them to become? Maybe we need to start asking, what do I want to become? Instead of just asking, where are they right now? It's asking us the very internal question. Where am I right now? When it comes to my own God dial, where am I? Instead of just saying, how can I help them take the next step? What do I need to do to take the next step? What do I need to do to take that step with God? And as we turn up our own dial, it will turn up the dial of our kids and their relationship with God. And could it be said of us, as Moses commanded, if you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength, if you will wholeheartedly teach this to your kids and your grandkids, generations will be changed because of you and what you did in this time, right here and right now. Would you mind closing your eyes all over this room as we get ready to pray together? And we just want to take 30 seconds just with you and God. We believe here at Riverway Church that God can speak to our hearts. And it won't be an audible voice, but he'll speak right to you in just a moment, I want us to take 30 seconds to just simply ask the question, God, where am I at right now with you? And what needs to happen in our home to turn up the spiritual dial of our kids' relationship with you? 30 seconds, just you and God, let's do that right now. first of all, we would ask that for us as individuals that you would just show us and remind us and put a, a deep desire in our heart to turn up dial of relationship with you for us. We'd be people that would put habits in place of regularly spending time with you your word, knowing that it has every answer to every one of life's questions. We'd apply it to our life so that we could keep growing in you. And that you would help us very intentionally to turn the dial up in our kids' life, no matter what age or stage of life they're in. So I pray for every parent in this room, every future parent. Pray for every grandparent, every uncle, every aunt, every teacher, every educator in this room. That by your spirit, you would help us to be intentional to turn up the relationship with you of those we have influence in. Help us to push them towards you knowing that this is truly success for them. We pray for our kids today that as you hold them in the palm of your hands that you would protect them not just physically, you'd protect their minds and their hearts. So it would be said of them that they would be able to trust you with all of their heart and lean not on their own understanding, that in all of their ways they would acknowledge you and that you would make their path straight. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said,